I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. That he can make it. His name is who? Who is this? Who is this? Say your name. <laughs> Please identify yourself. <laughs> hey guys, it's Brendan Burchard. It's Brendan Burchard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're not going to talk about did you live? Did you love? Did you matter? You're just going to talk about marketing, right? I thought you just wanted me to do those sound effects I was doing. That was really. I mean, of anybody who makes the uh, fanfare trumpet sound, Brendan is like the guy. So <laughs> we've we brought in the best. Most of my videos are really just me making that noise. That's why I think people like them so much. <laughs> so what we're going to do, me and Dean are going to attempt to say something smart once in a while. Brendan's just going to yell out Shazam, and this should go without a hitch. I mean, this should be a really awesome uh, I Love Marketing episode. You know what I just realized is we got, you know, Brendan will say Shazam. We need, uh, we need Talman on here to say Shabam, Shabamba. That's yeah. Well, don't even go. There. He actually just emailed me, so I don't even want to let him know this is happening right now. He could be top secret. He could be lurking. Yeah. So first off, uh, all of our listeners, thank you. Uh, we know some people that are on the line that have literally listened to ninety nine episodes. Some people several times, and that's an enormous amount of time devoted uh, to not only listening to me and Dean, uh, but also you know, just listening to the podcast and, and learning marketing. And we know that most people that listen to our podcast are also reading, going to seminars, doing other stuff. So just want to congratulate all the people that are out there taking the time to do this because you could be doing a million other things. And we consider this uh, something that is really important and really useful in business. And one of the goals and objectives that me and Dean had early on was to rebrand uh, the way people think of and define marketing. I think we've very successfully have done that. Uh, we've got a couple hundred thousand uh, listeners right now uh, that subscribe to our podcast based on the numbers. I, you know, Hopefully a year from now we're over a million, and uh, we really just appreciate everyone. And, Brendan, thank you for taking the time to hop on tonight. This is the first time we ever did a, a live call, isn't it, Dean? I mean, we've never done a live episode before. Yeah, we have. We've done we, a couple of Q&A calls. Yeah, just What's, like that. Okay, well, hundred, you kind of just forget, you know. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, you know, there's benefits of blur. there's benefits of having ADD. So what the hell? Yeah. I mean, we could have done ten of these, and I would have think this is the first one. Uh, <laughs> but this is the hundredth episode. So what I'd like to do, unless you want to do it differently, Dean, is just go through this list of questions and just pick out a couple of them. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to tell our listeners that I'm not lying here. I, I'm not telling Dean which ones I'm going to ask, and he's not telling me which ones. And Brendan uh, has not looked at any of these. And I've got I just found out about the call. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to read some questions and, and answer. And, and 
I will apologize in advance for everyone that submitted questions. I've got over 200 questions on a spreadsheet here. There's no way we can like answer all these. So what we're going to do with them all is we're going to take them and utilize them in future episodes of I Love Marketing, and, and we will, you know, we got everyone's email, so we'll follow up when and uh, some of our uh, and some of our new surprises for the for the second hundred episodes. So watch yeah, for that. So let me start with this one. It came from a guy named Aaron, and it's uh, just a simple question. Can you provide your top ten resources that have influenced you in your career? Uh, you know, and I, he put in parentheses, go ahead and plug Dan Kennedy. Well, I don't really want to plug Dan Kennedy. He doesn't deserve it. He's not on the call right now. So I don't think you should buy anything from Dan. You should only buy stuff from Brendan Bouchard. Right, Brendan? <laughs> There's enough to go around, but uh, Dan's awesome. He'd definitely be on that list, right, for I think most marketers. Yeah, yeah, no, Dan is super, super smart. He wrote, you know, uh, much of my sales copy the first nine years uh, of my direct response business. I used to go out to lunch with him all the time. I've probably spent more time with Dan Kennedy uh, eating Mexican food than any other human on earth. <laughs> and uh, he, for years, I mean, two years straight, all the only place Dan ever wanted to go to eat is this same Mexican restaurant where he it was right down the street from his office when he used to live in Phoenix. Uh, but Dan is brilliant. Uh, Gary Halbert letters where I first learned marketing uh, mm. from my standpoint, which was awesome. Uh, strategic coach has had the greatest impact uh, in terms of how I think about being an entrepreneur uh, than any organization. So, I mean, I highly recommend, you know, strategiccoach.com. Uh, and then there's a whole handful of stuff, including all the people that we've interviewed on I Love Marketing, including Brendan, who we've had before. So it's great to have you again. Uh, all the people that we interview are people that we've learned from, people that we recommend, people that we would suggest you follow what it is they're they're doing. Um, and those are kind of business resources. Uh, you know, for me, you know, um, uh, 12 step groups is probably a good thing too. I would probably recommend that for maybe half the entrepreneurial population and then the rest of the world that has some sort of addiction. That's always helpful, but that's anonymous. So you're not supposed to give it any PR, uh, but I'll, you know, say it's a good thing. Uh, what else? Um, exercise, working out. Um, you know, there's there's many many resources on on health and fitness. A, a great new book, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman's new book uh, is is fantastic on uh, blood sugar solution. And he gave uh, a great talk in in New York. Yeah, he was at uh, my my 25k New York event last year. As was Brendan, and Brendan will be speaking there this year also. Um, and that's August 14th and 15th in New York, 25kgroup.com. That's a plug if you want to check that out, let us know. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a lot of resources. So I'll pass this on to you, Brendan, and Dean. Uh, what's been an influence in your life and in your career? You go, Brendan. Jeez, wow, that's a tough one. Um, you know, for me, I'm not sure I have a, you know, a long list of ten, but it's essentially been, you know, my family's been the most. And, you know, my dad had tremendous impact on me. We lost dad in 2009, but his message just, you know, still carries on. He, he was always saying things like, you know, be yourself and be honest, uh, you know, do your best, take care of your family, treat people with respect, be a good citizen, follow your dreams. You know, he was, uh, he was, didn't say a lot of words, but the ones he said counted kind of guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so I think dad really, really shaped me about what was important. And those were really the things he said all the time. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, the peer group that I've been around 
has shaped me tremendously, including you guys. I mean, I, I've been in jacuzzis with both of you guys, which is really weird, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> in, in more than one state. Yeah, exactly. Multiple states. Wait, wait, what the hell are you talking about? When have we been in a jacuzzi? Uh, right after my seminar, you just you remember my voice was barely hanging on, and we went to that, that spa uh, in, down by... Oh, San my God, that's California. right. Oh, now, now you're freaking me out. Yeah, that was... Okay, that was in, uh, that, that was, uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Which so even sounds even more gay. I mean, you think about this. <laughs> this is, like, ridiculous. Was, uh, I would call those transformative effects. Immediately followed <laughs> by uh, a plug to my wife, you know... <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure we're See, now Brendan's getting weirded out because I said that, so he's got to validate the fact that he's, like, uh, you know, heterosexual. This is cool. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? Denise has been massively, massively influential in my life because she shaped me to try to be more humorous and thoughtful and kind and, and, um, and manly than I really am. So she's been really good for, really good for me. Um, and then, you know, for the rest from there... Is really books and experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've read a book a week for sixteen years, I haven't read it ever, and that's just because I'm a, that that's my addiction. My addiction is to books. I love them. I read them like crazy. I buy them all the time, even though the real ones still. You know, I read them with the real paper, and then just experiences and all the experiences in which I put my butt on the line and take a little bit of a risk, or th- those are really the ones that have pushed me and, and helped me grow. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I think what you said about the, you know, you're being in a group of peers that you're communicating with regularly, like we are, and, and you know, surrounding yourself with people who are moving forward and on, on the cutting edge, you know, you kind of get brought up with your, uh, with your peer group. Everybody's pushing each other. And I think over the last 100 episodes, um, you know, Joe Polish and I have been friends for 17 years, but I think that this doing this podcast, we've sort of um, pushed each other to to new levels. I think there's something powerful about um, aligning with somebody that is going to help push you, and you push them, and, and together you end up creating really cool stuff. If you can find the right person, I think that's a uh, that's a really powerful influence. Yeah, totally. It's got to be for you two because, I mean, just a shout-out and congratulations. I mean, to do 100 of anything mm-hmm. is, especially you two, to do 100 of anything. Is that's the thing. Well, you know, you hit it on the head there, Brendan, that that's the thing. It's like we've got, you know, one ADHD guy and one ADD guy, and somehow <laughs> together we, we form, you know, one normal person. <laughs> It's extraordinary. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything. Joe and I actually put yourself out there and say you're going to do something. Yes. And just do. I mean, the discipline you guys have had is amazing to me. Well, that's, really. uh, you know, that's the structure, you know, that uh, Joe and I were talking about that earlier this morning. Neither one of us could have done this on our own. There's no way. Well, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, Dean. Well, you had the potential, but as you always say, potential doesn't mean anything. It just means you haven't done it. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I'm. Yeah, we would, ne- and now it would we've never. And like it, it, Yeah, it would never be like this without 
definitely both of us doing it, of course. And uh, so, so what, what, what is your thing, Dean? You got, I mean, we, we got to move along here, man. One we got like here. a lot so, of people that, that yeah, got questions. Somebody, okay, so Mike Ferraro had emailed in, and he said that his question is this. Um, what sort of reply should I be happy with? And this is a question that a lot of people ask. You know, for example, he said, I've determined my target market and where and how to reach them. In uh, step one, I've crafted a simple ad to drive them to a recorded message. Step two, the recording offers a valuable product for free for leaving their contact info. And when it's shipped to them, step three is a sales letter that makes a compelling offer of some more cheese. This will get me face-to-face with them ready to purchase. In step one, is 3% a good reply, or should I look for more like 15% or higher? And, you know, when you look at these kind of things, he's got some numbers and stuff in there. And, uh, you know, I was like what you say, Joe, that, um, you know, people ask what kind of response rate should we get to a, uh, a mailing or a postcard. And, you know, I always steal your answer, which is, well, typically response will be somewhere between zero percent and a hundred percent depending on the offer and the list and that's kind of i think the real way to uh to look at this you know that um we've seen huge increases in things just by really removing the um the whiskers from your offer initially you know anything that is has your own self-interest written on it is going to diminish the response the more you can get it where you can where you're offering something that is just purely um of value to them especially in step one where you're just trying to get them to identify themselves that's really the the um that's really the rocket fuel i've seen different things um you know, just changing one thing like we talked about in, in episode 99, make a six times difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, okay, and let's take, you know, let's take any area of communication. You know, there's um, um, nonprofit, for-profit, you know, any sort of thing where, where you want to position uh, and, and offer something. It's that, quote, little hinges swing big doors. Let's take videos. You know, someone says, you know, uh, what sort of response should I get from a video? And let's take a, you know, since we got Brendan on the line here, yeah. he's a guy who has literally um, mastered um, would probably be an appropriate word, although, you know, from your perspective, you know, Brendan, you're a guy that would probably say, well, you know, heck, I, I'm going to, you know, 10 years from now, if you're saying what I'm doing now, has mastered it, wait till you see me 10 years from now, you know, stuff like that. But the thing is, you've put your time in, you've tested so many different things. You, you really have a way of, uh, you know, the first time you got in front of a, a video camera, you probably were a wreck, you know. And the first time you got on stage and tried to give a speech, you, you weren't like you are today, where you've led, you know, literally tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you've done the million mark by now. I don't know. But you've been doing this for many years, and you take some person who's going to get in front of a camera and talk about something into a video that's three minutes long. Someone can say, you know, what sort of response should I expect off of a three-minute video? I mean, it depends. It depends. You know, who's the audience? Do they want it? What are you saying? Are you compelling? Are, are you, or are you convincing? Are you, I mean, you know, there's there's so much to it. So, um, I mean, what, what what would be your um, perspective on that question, Brendan? Well, you know, this is this is a good time for a case study. Hey. And... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, 
but it sounded good. I mean, it's sound effects, the finest <laughs> sound effects that money can buy. Well, if the whole video marketing thing doesn't turn out. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, Easy voiceovers. Yeah, then I'm screwed, actually. Um, no. <laughs> so my, my, my response to that would be uh, exactly what you guys are saying, which is you don't know, and it, it's, it's case-based. But here's the reality is even after you have an audience for a really long time, you still don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why marketing is awesome. And so I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, I know the conversions of my list pretty well, but I'll never fully know them, and that's why marketing is great, because you're always testing. You're always getting better. You're always trying to try new things. And so at the end of this last year, and everybody should steal this, by the way, and you're totally welcome to, um, the end of this last year, I decided to do a, a live webcast. And I think the, the industry is moving more and more and more to live, and live webcasts will be more and more and more relevant. And I was trying to do something disruptive with my list, though, and I, I was looking back and I thought, well, everyone's done live webcasts all year for free. I wonder if people would pay for a live webcast. And, you know, everyone's been doing these live webcasts where they just kind of, they sell. And I thought, well, what if I just made them sign up for it? So I charge $97. But here's what's cool. I said, this webcast we're going to do is $97 for two hours of training. And it's a New Year's training. It's a strategy webcast for you to develop your most extraordinary year of your life. So there's not going to be any New Year's resolutions, goals, and all that other free stuff. You can, you can find that on the Internet for free. Setting goals, you got that. This is about strategically designing your life. I'm going to show you how to do that in two hours. It's $97. Now, talk about entering like a crowded market space. You know? New Year's information is everywhere. It was being perpetuated like crazy for free. And I came in. I said, no, actually, you've got to pay for it. It's $97. Bucks. And... It was doing something opposite than I'd tried before, which I'd done live webcasts I'd never charged. And it's a soft topic, right? Like plan your year out. This isn't about money. So I thought maybe I could get, I don't know, 200 people to sign up for it. Maybe. That would be pretty amazing. But 700 signed up for it. Perfect. Yeah. And then I did the live webcast. And I said, well, everyone sells, so I'm not going to sell anything. I'll just mention that I have something. And beneath the live webcast, it said, like this, question mark, uh, enroll it or check out any of our two other programs. And I listed two programs. One program was a link, and that program was $997. The other program was another link, and that program is $10,000. Now, 20, I think it was, don't quote me, but it's pretty close. It was like 24 people signed up for the $1,000 thing without me even referencing it. It was just beneath the video. And another, gosh, I think it was nine people signed up for the 10000 thing. Perfect. I, if you told me that I was going to do near in the end, what, you know, uh, if you were to say you're going to do about you know, $130,000, $150,000 in live webcast, that's going to be your conversions, I would have never believed it. And that's what's great about conversions and marketing. You're never going to know, but the goal is push the edges, test and try new things, and who knows? You don't know what's going to turn out well, but it will get better and better and better as you go along. Yeah. But you know the most the beautiful thing is that you did that to uh, your list, you know, to the people who you already have the cost of acquiring those names already uh, unbundled, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's literally like uh, there's no risk in doing putting something like that out there. Well, and by the way, I, did a, I, I also ran a Facebook 
campaign on it for them to register. Mm. I did a Facebook ads campaign on it to register. And, you know, that I only put like 300 bucks into it to see. And just would, would people engage with something like that? And the shares on it alone brought in some people. It was, it was something I never would have thought worked, and that's why I love marketing, because you never know, and it makes it fun. It's like a game. It really is like a game. Way better than Farmville or all those silly games you can play on Facebook. Well, you know, the best, the best games are when you actually can, you, you learn the moves so you can actually rig it so you win. I mean, I, I've always used to use this analogy when I would, would do seminars to professional cleaners that, you know, you want um, to, to get your marketing to the point where your ads, your promotions, your campaigns are like slot machines where instead of Vegas where you're gambling uh, or you don't know what's going to happen, you're literally putting money in and you pull the handle down and you put in a dollar and five dollars, you know, shoots back out. I mean, when you can get something to that level, you you will play that game all day long because why wouldn't you? I mean, as long you know, to to the level that you can fulfill on the services, to the level you can run the business, and uh, you know, it sounds insane saying that if somebody doesn't know that. But the more you learn about marketing, the more you go out there and test it, the more you try things, and you just you, you get to a point where you actually know what the hell you're doing. That's how. You know, when you see people like Brendan, who's built, you know, a 10-figure business, uh, it's because it's just, he just keeps at it. And, and, he, and, he's, and he's really a student of, of the markets, you know. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, uh, Brendan couldn't do what he did, and, you know, without really knowing what, you know, the pulse of his, his marketplace. You know, how many New York Times bestsellers you got now? Two? Uh, two, yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah, amazing to me. Uh, that's, that's two more than I ever thought I'd have. So, <laughs> right, and you don't even deserve it, which is even more funny. I mean, you know, so it's. Um, I'm I'm kidding. You deserve all of it because you've worked very hard and you've changed Absolutely. a lot of lives. Um, uh, let's do one more question, then we'll take one live from uh, people okay. on uh, on hold. And so I want to get your guys' input on this. So the question is: How do you stay immune against bad marketing advice from people in your social circle who have no clue but make it sound like they do? Um, that's an interesting one. <laughs> Did you write one. this one, Joe? Is this your question? No, no, no. This is from a guy named Christopher. And, uh, uh, you know, that's anyone that – what I've said is kind of funny about about marketing is you take a brain surgeon. You know, let's just pick that as an analogy. You know, if you're going to go get brain surgery, you don't want someone that has never performed brain surgery, sort of, you know, watched a commercial about brain surgery, watched a documentary on brain surgery, or, you know, just got out of medical school. You, If you could be given the choice, you'd want someone that's performed the operation a thousand times. And you take any area of expertise. Uh, most people want very qualified, competent people. And what's interesting about the field of marketing, there everyone seems to have an opinion about it that have never read a marketing book, have never ran a business, don't know jack shit about it, but they set, they, they tend to not only have opinions about it, they actually believe their opinions to be facts. And they will, you know, share these opinions thinking they're doing this in a helpful manner, usually trying to talk people out of using some sort of marketing strategy or promoting something that is not only doesn't work but is dangerous. And, you know, Gary Halbert used to say the most expensive information in the world is bad information. And so there's a tremendous amount of people that love to dispense what they consider, you know, valid when it's just nonsense. And so people that are just learning this, um, you know, learning marketing or having all these people surrounding them, giving them advice on shit that none of these people know anything about. So the guy's question is really based around how do you protect yourself from that? And so what would you guys say? 
Oh, I had a great example of this because uh, I did a, redid an ad for a, more, uh, a real estate brokerage in Kansas. And the guy who owns the, the brokerage was a friend, and I, he was running these big, you know, expensive full-page ads in the, uh, in the weekend newspaper. And they were running, you know, pretty much like image ads, like, like all the other um, – brokerages, you know, branding ads, getting the company name and stuff out there. I redid it. It made it look just like a newspaper article, like a, you know, a feature story with some properties built into it and some offers for some um, free reports. But he got a call from one of his friends, like basically calling him an idiot saying, you know, dude, you ran that big ad. You didn't put your logo in there. Nobody even knows it's you, you know? <laughs> like, he, like you were really missing the boat because nobody knew it was him. Yet, you know, it was the most uh, profitable ad he'd ever run. Got more calls, more leads than anything, you know? So it's just the way that people uh, <laughs> measure things, you know? They think you got to get your, your name out there in order for it to be valuable. Right, yeah, exactly. Think, and I think in marketing, it's about listening to experts. You know, and I, when I mean experts, I mean someone who's doing it, has some results, has done some of their own research, and is a good person. <laughs> you know, it's well, like it's like that old saying: like, hear what everyone's saying, listen to a few. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, there's an old saying in the South that a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an idea. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really so. So the whole thing, you really need to go into this field, um, you know, listening to people that have been there, done it, not people that are talking about it, and be very careful who you take advice from. Like, if someone's giving you advice on marketing, have they ever developed a successful marketing campaign? Uh, what books have they read? Uh, what what qualifies them? Because there are a lot of lot of dumbasses out there that don't even really intend to be. I mean, they don't know they're dumbasses. I mean, there are a lot of really well intentioned people that are dispensing horrible advice to people and you know many of people look at your family i mean where have they you know led you with good intentions maybe not reaching your dreams not maybe going for stuff and be very careful not to be one of those people also and uh oh and by the way since um i just i'm just this has no real like connection right to what we're talking about right now but you know we we recently did a breakthrough blueprint at my office, me and Dean, with uh, some really awesome people that were here. And one of the people uh, was uh, Jeffrey Zavik, and he has a company called Immunolabs. Like immuni- and and we're, the, the first question about things that are life-changing, like this guy has like the best allergy testing sort of company probably in the U.S., and uh, I recently did it, and I've done, I, I'm a real clean eater, I exercise all the time. And there are all kinds of things that if you have sinus problems, digestive problems, whatever, that you have no idea. And go to immunolabs, I-M-M-U-N-O-Labs.com, get yourself a freaking test. It may change your life, that sort of thing. And uh, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to plug Je- Jeffrey for no reason other than I have a 3 by 5 card with this on here, and I thought that would be cool. All right, well, what do you think of that? Anything else on that question? If not, we'll take a question from the audience. What do you yeah, think? Let's take some live questions. Good. Okay, Bernice, can you let the can you let us know who's the first person on the queue, and uh, let's take their question. Okay, the first question comes from RK. RK, go ahead, please. Are you there, RK? Is that RK Castillo? Yes, it is. How's it going, Dean? 
Good. How are you? Fabulous. So my question, my 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 question, kind of has to do with the first question that you answered, but kind of from a different angle. Okay. So let's say you're sending out postcards, and you know, gauging response or no response. What do you guys think is a good number to say? Okay, this was this was a failed test, and I need to try something different. Zero. <laughs> Zero response would be a good point to say that was a failed test. But you yeah. know, you, <laughs> you look at it, you know, um, from the whole all the way through. You know, like what I, I never really get caught up on one particular um, element because it's a link in the chain. Um, but if you start out with zero, it's hard to convert from there, you know? Right. So, like, well, because, like, we'll send out, you know, um, you know, sometimes as little as, like, 10 letters and sometimes as much as 100 or 200. And I know sometimes you guys are sending in the thousands of letters at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, if I send something out small, like 10 letters and got zero response, I'm like, well, maybe I just didn't send out enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, here here's the thing. You got to get to the point where, first off, you know, if you're fishing, you, you got they got to be biting. You know, if if you're not getting any bites, you either need new bait or you need to fish elsewhere or make um, a bigger impact. Like you were yeah. saying, like, when he's pulling in a big ass net and like yeah, yeah. you know, go for it. So sometimes it's not even fishing. It's like, do you even have the right instruments? You know, um, uh, is, is your media that you're using is it online, offline, TV, radio? You know, I mean, what are you trying to do? And, and one of the, you know one of the things too is just we had an episode on I Love Marketing, which I would if you've not heard it, uh, do a search for Dean Graziosi, uh, G R A Z I O S I Graziosi, um, if I spelled that right. Um, yeah. It's on marketing stamina. And, you know, Dean is killing it. Um, he's doing really, really well. And part of it is just the guy has marketing stamina, and he talks about that on that episode. That's one of our highest-rated episodes, and it would really, you know, just you, you got to be willing to, you know, just go out there and, and do stuff, but do it intelligently. You know, there's that whole saying, you know, work, don't work hard, work smart, and it's really, you know, working um, hard on smart things. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that in the beginning, you know, before you have what, you know, we call an elf business, easy, lucrative, and fun. You know, you're going to put in your time, everyone's going to put in your time, and if it's not effort and energy, it's going to be resourcefulness, it's going to be, you know, being witty, uh, understanding the market, uh, you know, conversing with them, determining what they're responding to, why they're responding to it, what they hate. You know, I mean, you got to do some psychological work uh, based on, you know, who you're selling to. And at the same time, you take things like, you know, Dean's magic nine-word email. You know, there are simple ways to zone in and, and engage people by simply asking them a question mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not complicating the process. Yeah, can, can I add some flavor to that one, too? Um, of course. Because it, it's maybe a different angle to it because, I mean, one of the – questions I know I know part of his question is like how many should I have gotten right what's the percentage of response I should be getting and my my thoughts are always uh, one pay attention to that data obviously and tweak and test until you get higher levels of engagement that's always just part of the testing part but my essentially in terms of defining it when when has this failed when is not basically the way I look at it if you're a small business 
and you're spending money, and it's you know it's a real spend for you. I'm like, if you don't make money on that campaign within 90 days, then to me that didn't turn out. (laughs) That's it. I mean, it would be fun. I mean, a lot of people like to go at a higher level and say, well, you know, there's a lifetime value. But I think people who've actually coached a lot of small business owners realize a lot of small business owners don't have the cash flow to wait for the lifetime value to show up a year later. (laughs) Right. That lifetime value better show up in the next 90 days or my doors don't open, you know. I've always measured all in any ad spend or any send-out campaign is, does that thing pay off in 90 days or less? And 90 days, by the way, is totally arbitrary. It's just going for that. It's got to be fairly quick. And either, and if I send out 10, I don't know, it doesn't matter to me if I only get one person to reply to it. It's, does it pay off? Did, right. did it pay for the cost of the postcards, pay for the cost of the campaign itself? If not, then that was, to me, it's a test, it's a learning experience, but it's not a successful campaign yet. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, hey, I, I wanted to tell you guys, I, I was talking with a, uh, a business owner the other day, and he says, well, you know, you're a good marketer, and he was kind of saying it like it's an insult, but I took it because of you guys. <laughs> As a huge compliment, I'm smiling and laughing on the other end because, you know, I know that that marketing and sales is really the uh, the hope for the solving the problems of this world, right? <laughs> oh, you know, so completely. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. Thank you, and you know, there's there's uh, no one in the world that's had any impact in any sort of movement that wasn't a mover of a message, and uh, marketers are movers of messages, and some people move messages that are lousy messages and they get thrown into the whole group and everyone just calls them marketers but you know it's kind of like saying oh those damn human beings you know i mean you know some of them are fantastic and some of them suck i mean you know there's great marketers and there's lousy marketers you know there's guns that kill people there's guns that are self-defense i mean you know it's it's all how you look at it and one of the things that we obviously preach here is it's in the relationships i mean the, the eight profit activators going through the before during and after unit is is really about developing and sustaining ongoing relationships ending with orchestrating referrals with people that you've delivered a world-class experience with so you know from the way that we advise everyone to do it it's really about treating people well solving problems for a profit and uh, you know doing as is as, as best as you can and leveraging you know what you got and uh, there's an art and a science to that so cool dean you want to ask a question or you want to keep doing from the audience Let's do another live one, and then we've got. Uh, I'll do one from the comments in uh, on our last episode too. Cool. Okay, Bernice, let's do this. Another question. Okay, the next question comes from Barry. Barry, go ahead, please. Yeah, this is Barry. Uh, good evening to Joe. Good evening to Dean, and good evening to Brendan. Mr. Brendan Richard, uh, thank you very much for giving me your book in 2006, Life Golden Tickets at the Jacob Javis Convention Center. Uh, All right, man. Great. Awesome. I gave you my business card that I was promoting a uh, some seminars in the past for a speaker, and you were kind enough to give me that book. And so I've been uh, emailing you just to say thank you. Um, I rather, you know, it's a two-way question I wanted to ask rather than me just, you know, trying to pull something um, I'm terrible online. Um, terrible. I, I just run my business, my speaking business. I call in. Um, I've identified my market. I mostly go into sales. 
and the marketing is just starting to click with me. You know, maybe try to send an article, which I haven't tested. I usually do a free uh, overview when I go out to these companies and then maybe offer some products where they continue the education. So I was kind of hesitant to go online. Where I am is, did the free reports, uh, did the free videos help you build a business while you were doing the speaking business? And since I have you on the phone, um, my question to Brendan is, in any possible way, would you like to expand your platform since you were kind enough to give me that book? Sure. Well, uh, great. Thanks. Um, yes, to both questions. Uh, yes, the... The giving away the free stuff online has been the single best thing I've ever done to build my business, and it's probably the single best thing I've seen. You know, most of the marketers today to see them build their business that way as well. It's not the only way, obviously, but it's extremely what what it is. It gives you that virality that allows your message to get shared bigger. I mean, you put out a good piece of value, and people are going to talk about it, and they're equipped with the tools to share it. You know, you share it on the street to somebody, they can turn around and run up to the next guy, but unless they're standing at a New York City marathon, <laughs> you know, it's never going to spread telephone game to 100,000 people real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting 100,000 views or even 5,000, 1,000 is perpetually easier online because of the tools. So um, it's been the best thing I've ever done to build a business. Plus, in the speaking side, nothing has ever built, I think, a speaking business for all the top speakers in the country that I know than having video online. Um, the rebirth of, uh, of the entire speaking industry has really even come with the TED Talks. Uh-huh. You know, you're you doing a TED Talk, and it's just unbelievable how many of your clients have done that, and they see their speaking grow up. Why? Because they can see you and experience the audience with you, and it's, it's a real game changer to put yourself up on video. People watch my silly little flip chart videos, and they want me to come and speak to their convention centers of people. <laughs> it's right. Boggling. Amazing. Yeah, there's not even an audience. It's just me and the flip chart. And then I get the call. I saw your videos. I said, which one? Well, the one with you in the flip chart. I go, oh, that, that one. That was in my studio in my house by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and they want me to come and speak to their convention center. Now it blows my mind. Um, so, yes, very valuable to do. And the second part is, yes, I'm, uh, as, as everyone else in, in, in the business, you know, I'm always trying to expand my message and, and get the message out there. So please just send an email on any of those topics. All right. So um, an email um, is in a possible way that, you know, I don't want to be rude and, you know, want to mind my manners. Uh, could I put something in writing, um, you know, how I met you, who I am, and then how I propose to build or expand your platform with the herd that likes me, that trusts me, and that knows me. Like I said, I don't, I don't know anything about the online. Mention this call. Mention I love marketing. Okay. I appreciate it, and thank you very much uh, to you, Mr. Brent Bouchard. Thank you, Dean, and thank you, Joe, for hosting. That helps, helps me out a lot because I'm still kind of in the dark with the uh, marketing stuff uh, rather than spending a lot of money that – so – Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. You know, it's funny when he's saying that. You know, it reminds me when we had Tony Robbins um, on the episode. You know, we asked him, why did you, uh, what what do you love um, about marketing? And he said, you know, I never really was a a marketing lover, but I love people and I love getting results. And, you know, what you're talking about, Brendan, is 
getting your message out there. That's the most important thing. I mean, there's nobody better than you at helping people package and get their message out into the world, you know, and it's so easy now. If you like to talk on camera, you could do videos. If you don't like to be on camera, but you like to talk, you could do a podcast like, like Joe and I've done. If you don't like to talk or be on video, you could write a blog like Tim Ferriss does. You know, I mean, it's just, there's so uh, many ways to, to get your message out there, but I would definitely encourage everybody to pick one of those three things and just start sharing. Just start doing it. Get everything you know written down and out. Mm-hmm. And and do it consistently like you guys have done with this yes. show. You know, it builds. And people, you know, they always forget the compound effect of what is happening here when you share a message. You know, it really does, especially in, in, in our industry now, it just really it continues to build and build and build. I mean, if you saw my first videos, you laugh at them. And, you know, I remember seeing, oh, my gosh, five people watch this. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> Your whole thing, uh, yeah, people are watching this while I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, or, you know what, here's, here's, here's a great thing about marketing. This, this is a, gr- a great story. Um, I, I just got to go spend some time out in Geneva with Paulo Coelho. And Paulo wrote The Alchemist. And he sold 165 million books all around the world. He just crossed this year, what a great New Year's, he, he crossed 10 million Facebook followers. That's great. This is a guy, and he does all his yeah. own tweeting and Facebooking, right? And so I'm out there, and we go to dinner together, and he takes a picture of us at the table. I brought some friends along. He took a picture of us, and he tweeted out to 6 million people. And as we're sitting there, about three, you know, Probably after he tweets it, maybe you know, three, five, six, ten seconds later, he looks at his phone, and he gets this huge smile on his face. He goes, "Brandon," and he smiles. He goes, "Look, seven people. This is their favorite. They favorited this." Oh, that's so great! And he got so much joy. Seven people in you know a couple seconds had favorited the picture of us eating at dinner, and he he gave a darn. It was, yeah, right. Seven people, but he took joy in the fact that somebody saw it, even though, you know, it ultimately would lead to thousands, I'm sure. I mean, with six million people who tweeted, he, every one of them counted it to him. Every yeah. one of them counted because he just thought, wow, I just touched those people's lives. They just saw what I was doing here. And you think how silly it can be, but it meant something to him. And when it still means something to you, when you see your message being shared and people taking your courses or going through their programs or watching your things or reading it or listening to it, and it still means something to you, you're in the right career. Mm. That's great. Yep, totally. I like it. Well, here, let me ask a question. Okay. Uh, not really me. Let me read a question from Oh, okay. Okay. Um, this is from Jordan in my hometown, sort of, of Scottsdale, Arizona. And when you're just building your business and are working a lot of hours, what is the quickest, easiest, most efficient marketing technique that is the least time-consuming? What would you guys say? Well, I know what I'm going to say, but I want to hear what you say and what Brandon says first because I want to one-up You want to one-up us? Yeah. You want to one-up us? Okay. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I always start with, you know, you, you have to write a sales letter first. You have to, and the sales letter could be an audio, it could be a video. It needs to be, you know, you conveying what it is you got, um, at least from a marketing standpoint, because everything else kind of can be hung on that, meaning you got to get your message down, your story down, your offer. 
Um, so I always, you know, tell people, you know, that the strategic byproduct of sitting down and writing the letter could lead to you eventually having a copywriter write it if you don't consider yourself a great writer or putting together a video, just something that can enclose yourself because the, the, the best efficiency comes when the selling is being done robotically, not by you having to do manual marketing. And so that, you know, and I started out as if people want to hear our stories, I mean, listen to the first episode where we kind of explained the consumer awareness guides, 24-hour free recorded messages, and now you move to the online world, you know, there's just not one um, marketing technique. Certainly, though, there are places where people can go and watch videos of me. They can go to a website, and, and that's all automated because it's just, it's just me conveying stuff. So um, I'll let Brendan add to it because I know he'll have some really good um, good suggestions. Yeah, I think uh, mine's simple, and I think it, it's very much follows what Joe did with the consumer awareness guides. Is it's you know add value before you sell, and mm-hmm. so for me in my format and the way that I go about, it, if I had nothing else to do, I would sit and I would think, what extraordinary video that adds tremendous value to people can I create that helps them move closer towards their ambition, and then what do I have to sell at the end of that video? So if I if I only had I mean, the shortest amount of moves, I'd put up a video that blows people's mind. It just helps them, like step one, two, three, four, five. Go do this. This will help you. It will help you understand it. And then at the end, if I only had one move, at the end of that video, I would say, hey, if you like what I talked about here, I've got this other product or this other program or this other thing that will help you even more. Check it out. Click the link below. Buy it. Basically, that would be the messaging. Now, obviously, an entire online launch is just an extension of that. It's just a couple of value videos, then a sales video. But if I only had one move, <laughs> it would be get something exactly what Joe said, essentially. Is I'd create the sales video, but I'd you know, add some value on top of it so that at the end I could make a recommendation for them to buy something. And I always say this all the time. People want to make money online all the time, and they don't. And the simple question I always ask is, what do you have up there that's for sale that works right now? That people, I, what do you have? What pages? How many pages do you have that I can give you my credit card, and you take my money? Like how many buy <laughs> buttons do you have? Exactly. Right. It's like how many buy buttons do you have, and how consistently do you drive people to said buy buttons, and how consistently do you test whether or not people are clicking said buy buttons? That's the whole business in a box for me. <laughs> you know? That's perfect. I and love and it. you know, let me mention one thing too. Like uh, I love direct mail. I mean, I could make money and still do. I make a lot of money that has nothing to do with technology. It has everything right. to do with psychology. And, you know, Brendan's got a good point. You know, I mean, like, are you asking for the sale? I mean, if, if, if you know, some people have these sales prevention departments so deeply ingrained in everything that they do, and they wonder why they don't sell anything. But it's like, yeah, I mean, you've got to make it easy for people to buy, and you also got to have something that they want to buy. You know, if people want what you have, the only thing standing in their way of them getting it is, is fear or the pain in the ass factor where it's just impossible um, to try to, you know, sell something and people have dealt with companies like that and the, the first key is don't be one of them you know mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so what would you say Dean well I, I, I love Brendan's idea if you've got something is put up a video add some value and and say um, here it is you know but if you don't have a, even a product yet if you're just kind of starting out and you've got an idea that you can create some value think about what is the result that you're ultimately going to be able to produce 
and find some people who need that and just start producing the result for them and document that process to create your product at first, you know, always thinking that you're creating something that you're going to be able to duplicate again and again. You've, if you had a choice of getting really good at, uh, you know, in investing your time in and money in trying to sell something or getting really great at getting the results, that's going to be a uh, initially your your best investment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let me mention. Uh, well, there's one other thing too, because I, I want to touch on this and kind of get your guys' tips. And, and I, uh, there are people that are going to be waiting on the line to ask questions that we simply are not going to be able to get to. Uh, and I just want to apologize and let everyone know it's Dean's fault uh, because <laughs> if, if we would have started this whole thing with two-hour episodes, we would have been able to get to more of them, but we can't. And you know what? And, and I honestly, I feel terrible that we we would literally there's we had no idea we would have this many questions submitted, and there's like hundreds of people that are on the line, and there's just no way we can get to it. Uh, but we will cover these things as we come along, and just everyone that submitted something, we will uh, we will follow up and send you all something special. And uh, aside from the fact that we do a free podcast that has amazing information, I, I don't know if there's more we can do, but there is more we can do because we want. There's always more, exactly. Yeah, so there's another question from Kevin, and I just wanted to read this because I think it's useful. It says, there's so much information available, I get really bogged down in it all. I told my staff just the other day that I have 437 notes, it seems, on my desk and whiteboard of things I I like and want to implement, but at the end of the day, nothing gets done. How do I sift through all of it? and narrow my focus and actually get stuff done. And, you know, we could all talk for like an hour just on that sort of thing, but it ties into Jordan's, you know, question, you know, um, when you're starting a business, you're working a lot of hours. And I just I just want to basically say that part of one of the things I've been really working on, because uh, I don't think the treadmill of nonstop shit ever stops. I, You know, one of the things when people have asked me about, oh, how'd you become successful in business? You know, part of it is I just built my tolerance muscle. I mean, you know, the crap that used to kill me when I was first starting out, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, it happens every 10 minutes. The, when you get a bigger business, you know, I mean, just the nonsense that, 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 that people are trying to get through to you uh, on and or, or just the sheer nature of an opportunity, opportunity-seeking mind that loves shite, bright, shiny objects and, you know, wants to pursue a bunch of stuff. I mean, a lot of this is just, you know, personal you know management but part of part of the thing I was going to say is management by attitude is really you know do you really need to do any of this stuff i mean uh, and gary halbert had this line you know um where most people are spending their time uh, step uh, stepping over gold coins so that they can pick up the bronze and silver uh-huh. so it's not you know dan sullivan has that quote uh, getting results doesn't take time it's the not getting results that takes up all your time and one of the themes that if you listen to what me and Dean and Brendan kind of talk about, is it's always about, you know, Brendan, what he just said, you know, have, a, have some, a place to buy. I mean, what he's really saying is what's producing the result. You know, you got to be able to get results. you got to be able to measure results. you got to be able to deliver results. And so don't waste your time on stuff that's not producing or leading to a result. And we get blinded because it's, you know, I mean, a lot of times it's, it's useful for people to go back and, 
uh, read the you know seven habits of highly effective you know people and making sure the main thing is the main thing and all that sort of stuff. And so when it comes to just crunching, overwhelming, mass amounts of information, all of us deal with that. What would you guys say to, to uh, this? Because I think it ties into both these questions, and a lot of people submitted questions like this. Well, I think just like you said, you kind of you build your, your tolerance for it because it never goes away. It doesn't slow down. It just gets you know higher and higher velocity, but you also start – as you grow, are able to build your your team around you to to help shelter from a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. money gives you walk away power too, which mm-hmm. is why I think it's really good to to have it. So, Brendan, what would you say? Oh, I mean, the most important concept in the world for me on that is it's called block time, and block time is uh, it's just basically how you work through your day is everything. And one piece of the way that we teach people to work through their day is block time, which is there's got to be significant amounts of time during the day that you do nothing but work. And it's got to add up to four hours a day, and usually you should do them in an hour and a half to two-hour blocks. And during block time, there is no email, there is no phone, there is nothing but you creating. Because whatever it is you're creating, that's what's bringing you the money, the value, that's what's sharing the message. And so nothing should happen that time. And when you do access email, or you do something else, those should be blocks of time. If you're going to do email, you're only going to do it during this little block of time. Mm-hmm. And so you don't wade in and get lost in it. You should know, like, right there, that's what I'm going to do in there. And I think the most important thing is to start your morning with a routine, whatever it is for you, and before, this is the most important thing, before you jump into your inbox, you sit down and you write, what are my main projects today? What must happen today? Who am I waiting on that I need to reach out to to get some information from? Who do I need to reach out to? And what must happen by the end of this day? And that become you, you do that before you open up your inbox. And what people do today is they open up their inbox, they go looking for work. You know, it's like they open up their inbox, and I always say, you know, the inbox is nothing but a convenient organizing system for other people's agendas. <laughs> that's great. That's it. That's what that thing is. As soon as you open that, you're in their world. You're in the. You're you're not designing or directing your destiny. You're reacting, and in a state of reaction, which is what email is, your inbox. It's a state of reaction. And when you're in reaction all day, you don't get anything done. So you got to say, what do I need to make happen today? And then you architect your day to make all of that happen. And when you do go in your inbox, you you're going in purposely at specific times to handle that piece of work that day. And I think that's been the the big secret to me, you know, being able to advance faster. Yeah, that's you know, no, that's that's great. You you that's such such good advice. And I was just with Dan Sullivan, um, had dinner with him on uh, Monday earlier this week, and um, you know, he's in he's founder of Strategic Coach. Both me and Dean are in Strategic Coach. Uh, Dan's one of my best friends, and I, I do another podcast with Dan called Ten X Talk dot com. We just started that, although we've got a lot of we haven't launched it or anything, but there's some episodes up there. And um, he he's coached more entrepreneurs than uh, probably anyone alive that are successful, you know, high level at a certain income. I mean, he's the guy. And, you know, he's done many things over the years. And one thing that he does now and advises strategic coach, um, you know, clients to do is uh, simple. It's three wins. 
Uh, every day, he all he looks to do is accomplish three wins. If he gets more, great. But he really he, the night before, he just thinks, what are the three things that no more than three things that just I want to have happen tomorrow, even on free days. You know, it might be exercise, get a massage, and uh, you know, go to a movie. I mean, whatever, whatever you consider a win. And I've been doing that this week, and it's as simple as it is, and something that people, you know, maybe heard variations of something like that. It, it's just so powerful. And if you're feeling like, you know, overwhelmed, when someone says, I got 437, you know, to do's, uh, yeah, I mean, I got all that same stuff too, because I'm like neurotic and crazy and weird and all that. Uh, what, what I will say is that, you know, our friend Richard Rossi says, if you have a thousand options, you don't have any options. And that's what happens when you just get it. So it's so much, so many emails, so much of everything. I mean, you just don't have any options. You just got to triage. You might, you got to go back to it and say, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, I've done an R and D experiment. My emails piled up. There's a million books I'm never going to read. Everyone's trying to say that, you know, what's a win for me? What do I really want? What, what do my clients need? You know, and just, you know, kind of approach it. You know, the problem is not the problem. The problem is how you think about the problem. And that's right. a, another Sullivan quote in, you know, you just kind of, you, you, you get better at it, though. And, and entrepreneurs, I mean, they take risks. They take responsibility for stuff. And the reason most people don't play this game is it isn't. It isn't easy. I mean, you know, uh, it's the whole amateurs wait for inspiration. Professionals do it with a headache. And some days you just got to, you know, you got to gut your way through it. You got to deal with stuff. But the reward is, uh, you know, what happens if you do it right. Yeah. You know, I've been working with, with Ned Hollowell, one on, you know, working on my ADD and really building the strategies. And one of the things that he um, suggested with me is to um, work with one of my assistants, Lillian, who now every morning we have what he calls a HOPE meeting, where we we sit down, and HOPE is an acronym that stands for, you know, hello, we just kind of have a little talk at first, and then O is objectives, what are my objectives for the day, what are my plans for achieving those objectives, and I use that three-thing um, strategy that Dan uh, has shared with, with both of us, and E is encouragement. And that structure of setting up the day. So I bookend my days now when I want to, um, when I'm, you know, in work mode and want to get stuff done. I bookend the day with Lillian with the hope meeting, and then we, uh, you know, check how that went. And that kind of structure, setting up that structure, you can go through your day like a bobsled run. You know, where you've got structure and you're you're moving quickly right through your real objectives. And, and I laughed so loud when, you know, uh, Ned said, if you don't have that kind of structure with ADD, your, your mind tends to wander like a toddler at a picnic. And I just laughed because you've had, I've had so many days where, you know, you just kind of wander literally like a toddler at the picnic. You know, oh, this, and then this, and oh, look at this email in my inbox. You know, you just are reacting to everything, and uh, it, it makes such a powerful difference to have that kind of structure. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the deal. We're now we are at the time, so that means to keep this to the time, we will uh, we will be departing our live ep- episode in a few moments here. Um, so, Dean, um, we've done a hundred episodes. 
what what is the positive focus of this? What has happened as a result of this? What do you think? Uh, where, where are we going to go? We've got all these people that are listening to us right now live. We got a boatload of uh, subscribers, and uh, we're going to keep we're going to keep producing really really valuable content. At least you know we consider it valuable and useful. And right. That we've we've helped make people uh, you know we've, we've helped make people a lot of money. Uh, we've we've uh, created a few million dollar uh, businesses from scratch for people with a free podcast from feedback and people we've talked to. I mean. Where, where, where are we going with all this? It's fantastic, isn't it? You think about, you know, we got the big uh, yearbook with the first 50 episodes where we sent into space last year. We're coming up now on 100 episodes. We've already got in process the volume two, you know, episode 51 to 100. And I envision a bookshelf that people will have full of all of these, uh, all these volumes as we go for the next. Hundred episodes, and um, it's exciting. It's amazing. Like I said earlier, you know, <clears throat> there's no way I could have done this on my own. Uh, I think we've really had that structure for each other to to um, create something like this, you know. And I would encourage anybody if you're if you've got the opportunity to do it with somebody who is at your level and and pushes you, and you've got this. Um, you know, relationship that you can push each other and and not be unequally uh, weighed. You know, I think it's a really powerful combination. Yeah, and I and I want to say something too. You know, I want to really thank all the people that started meetup groups. We've got meetup mm-hmm. groups based on I Love Marketing happening all over the world, all over different countries. Uh, every day, there's probably a hundred people gathering somewhere talking about what we talk about on I Love Marketing, and I, and I think that's really incredible that uh, you know that that has happened. And a lot of people that submitted questions. If there's not an I Love Marketing group in your area on Meetup, and you can go to Meetup.com and type in I Love Marketing, or go to our website and click on the Meetup tab, um, start one. And these questions that you submitted for us, I mean, just putting them to a group of entrepreneurs and just talking and creating that community does so much to to just help and um you know me and dean have groups uh that that we do if you know i have my uh 25k group and um dean has his breakthrough blueprints and we you know we have uh the breakthrough blueprint online uh that walks people through stuff and uh you know so just do that and all these questions again i'll say it and everyone that's you know that dialed in but we weren't able to answer your question you know sorry we'll we'll cover this and there, there's so much of it, and so the, the the good side is is that man, we have just an endless. We got amount. the fuel. We got the fuel for the next hundred episodes. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's awesome. And, and Brendan, uh, since we have to wrap up, uh, you know, you you put some really amazing events on. You give really incredible content. I've been to a ton of your uh, events. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff with you. You know, you're in my 25K group. I've gone to your stuff. I mean, we, we both mutually share a lot of ideas. Uh, people can learn so much from you. Where would they go to get your uh, courses, watch your videos, that sort of stuff? Uh, the best, you know, the best ones for this topic is just expertsacademy.com. Uh, that's plural, E-X-P-E-R-T-S, academy, expertsacademy.com. And they can watch all sorts of free videos there and uh, to get a vibe of what we teach about how to monetize and to share your message widely. Cool. That's and yeah, great. Brendan's always got something cool going on, so we'll follow up with an email to everyone uh, re- regarding Brendan and, and getting more training from him if you want. 
and uh, we will keep doing this stuff. So um, anything else? Dean? I think it's great. Brendan, thanks so much for celebrating with us. We appreciate that. It's awesome. Congratulations, guys. I mean, 100 is, I mean, it's incredible. Plus, just to keep sticking at it and adding the value. You guys are, you're my heroes. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to unmute the line and just, uh, you know, say um, thank you to everyone, okay? And we'll see how noisy everyone can get. Maybe at the count of three, everyone can say, I love marketing. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Right. Way to go, Joe. Thank you. Thank you guys. All right, I just muted everyone again. Have a wonderful evening, and we will. Uh, this episode will be up on uh, soon. And uh, have a great evening. Talk to you awesome. next time. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye.